Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Svedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Marnie, welcome back to Marnie's Friends. We've got a great show for you this afternoon. We're going to be talking about speaker training, keys to powerful public speaking. And our guest today is Joy Traxtell of joytraxtell.com. And that's J-O-Y. And then the last name is T-R-A-C-H-S-E-L.com. Today, during this hour, you are going to discover the five P's of powerful public speaking, eight things novice speakers don't know they should be doing, 10 planning steps to ensure you'll be able to relax and do your best once on premise, and four ways to connect with your group after the event, plus three important things to do to get invited back. Our guest today, Joy Traxell, is one of our speakers over at womenspeakers.com. She is also an author, and she travels around the world helping people look at Jesus, poverty, and God's provision in a fresh new way. She's an inspiration challenging audiences to kick fear to the curb and wholeheartedly follow God. And she's here today to share with us this speaker training. Welcome to you, Joy. Oh, thank you, Marty. I'm excited to be part of the show today. Well, and I'm so excited to have you here. We've been looking forward to this for a long time. And also, uh, just great, great information for speakers. And we've got all kinds of speakers over at womenspeakers.com as well as guests who listen on the show and this is just a huge thing. A lot of people have a message that God put in their heart. And, Joy, you've got a unique message that God put in your heart. So maybe just give us just like a short little overview of the message that you share. Well, he did. He took me on a journey about five years ago that only he could orchestrate through a series of events. He kind of yanked me out of my suburban housewife lifestyle, and I found myself working in a homeless shelter for women, just a complete environment that I was not accustomed to. And through that, I've just become more empathetic to poverty and women in crisis and exciting Mm. to be able to share biblical truth and help these women um, move forward in life. So I'm passionate about women, and I'm passionate about uh, women in poverty. And when you go to speak, um, is it a certain place that you like to be? Like, do you like to go to churches, or what is? It, where is it that you like to go speak now? Well, if I had to design my perfect speaking scenario, it would my, it would be speaking to women of faith and women either at the retreat or a conference that women that are passionate about following Lord and passionate about helping women get closer to Christ. And um, and like I said, there's always that passionate part of me that likes to work with those who want to serve those in poverty. But I do have a chance to speak in churches, and then sometimes with my job at the shelter, I go out and educate people about poverty in a secular setting as well. Okay, great, great. Well, let's go ahead and dive in. We've got a lot of ground to cover in this hour. So let's yes. talk about the five, the five Ps of powerful public speaking. Okay. Well, a lot of what I'm going to share today, Marty, and you can probably agree with, has come through trial and error, things that maybe I've made mistakes and I've learned from. But if I had to put what I feel are the most important aspects that will help you be a more effective and powerful speaker, I would start by breaking them down into five points. And the first is prayer. 
prayer, prayer, prayer. Um, we need to pray continually that, first of all, this is where God wants us to be. Um, has he called us to be a speaker? And sometimes we talk about prayer, and it seems so obvious, kind of that what I call that good church girl answer. But it is the place that we need to really start. We need to really seek him, um, his guidance for our events. And we... Um, we can't let our desire to just have a full speaking schedule overrule God's desire for what honors him. And one of the things that I continue to have to pray about is, you know, God is um, my motives. Do desire to be in front of an audience or do I really desire to speak an audience um, on behalf of you? And what mm-hmm. I encourage women to do, women or men who speak, is pray before you say yes and not just instantly say yes to every opportunity that comes your way. You know, God may have something different to you, but to really give your speaking schedule a lot of um, time in prayer, and and I think most event planners would would understand that and not expect an immediate yes. Mm, That's great advice. And I always say kind of along that line, too, and we'll probably hit it more later, too, but uh, setting parameters, so praying through your parameters. So, if you already know for sure that you're not going to take certain types of invitations, you can just say right right away, no, I, I don't think I can do that. That's not within the scope of what I do. Uh, or you can say, that sounds really like what something that I'd like to do, but let me just pray about that and get back to you with the final answer. So I love that. I love that. What's the second one? Well, the second one, another one that seems obvious, is prepare. And probably when you hear that, you might think, well, yeah, naturally, if I'm going to speak, I need to go out and prepare my message. And I just want to, yes, that's true. And um, But there's other ways that we need to prepare. We need to be preparing our hearts to, to, be, to speak. Mm-hmm. And I love, mm-hmm. you know, Psalms 139.23 where it says, search me, God, and know my heart. Like I mentioned earlier, my motives. And I had to share with you recently, I was getting ready to go to an event and I had left a situation at home, probably not the best way that I should have left it. And I'm sitting there in the audience, and, and just minutes later, they're, they're going to be introducing me to come up and to share God's word. And I just had this conviction about how I had left things. And I asked God, you know, search my heart. And even though it probably wasn't the best communication method at the time, I just had to shoot this family member a text and say, you know, I'm so sorry, would you forgive me? But I really needed to take care of some business inside. And, and I'm so grateful that I did that. And I think God calls us to always be searching our heart. And then, obviously, there is a message. We, we need to prepare. And I would just like to share just a, some quick ways that I had found that helps me when I prepare a message. Is I kind of have a basic outline. First, I always select just a foundational scripture that I'm going to use. And then as I'm preparing the talk, I really try to limit the amount of points that I'm going to try to have people walk away from. And then once I've kind of sketched out the message, I always make sure I've got a like a really strong opening and a really strong closing. And I kind of do different ways. I may have a, a, a video that I show. It may be a humorous story. But what I've learned as I'm preparing this message is that I have an audience of women out there that, are learn, that learn in different manners. Some are visual learners, and some are going to learn just from what I say. So I try to kind of um, create a message that will be attractive to all different p- ways people learn. That's and then great. there's another yep. one. We'll, okay, I'm sorry. We'll talk more about this later. But even um, preparing your wardrobe, preparing your duties at home before you leave. And one of the things I have to remind myself is, you know, I have a large 
uh, commitment at home, and I can never sacrifice that. So I always try to make sure I have prepared everybody that I'm leaving behind that when I'm gone, things are going to be taken care of. I love that. Well, I always like to say prepare, prepare, prepare so that you can be flexible in the moment. What happens is Absolutely. if you don't, if you, uh, if you under-prepare, then you have no margin for anything happening other than, you know, an ideal circumstance. And usually that isn't what happens. So it's great to be prepared yes. and then you can go with the flow. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. So number, number three. Plan. We've, we prayed, we prepared, and now we plan, which sounds a lot like prepare. But here's what I mean by plan. Plan like what time you need to leave to get to the event on time. Mm-hmm. Plan your route. Mm-hmm. Do you is there do you, are you going to need toll money? Are there going to be travel expenses? Should I eat before I get there? Um, confirm what time the planner wants you to be there. I can't stress that enough to really make this easy on event planners. And just kind of on a sidebar, I even go as far as. Um, I don't know about you, Marnie, but when I come home from an event, I am physically and emotionally exhausted. I even try to prepare, just like already have something for dinner that night, just so I don't have to suddenly kick right. into cooking. So plan, plan, plan. Yeah, that's awesome. All of those are so important. Okay, what's the fourth P? <laughs> okay, proclaim. So you've done all the work, and now it's time to get up in front of your audience and speak. And I just encourage you to to speak with confidence and speak with boldness for Jesus and stand on his word, not yours. And something you might hear me say several times throughout this radio show is, I believe our job is to make Jesus famous and not ourselves. And let let them see Jesus in you. And I want to, the listeners, there's a quote here that I think you enjoy. When you are standing in front of others, make sure you are standing behind the cross. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, all about Jesus. And I always say, uh, I think Chris Tomlin has a quote um, that, nope, I can't remember it, but it's about, <laughs> but it's about, it's about performing for an audience of one. Oh, yes. That, that it's so important for us not to be showing off, but in fact showing Jesus off, right? that, that we're just out there saying his words for his purposes. And that's our whole heart. I love that. And and in that position, we're we're so free to just share what comes to our head because we know that the Holy Spirit has given us the words. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. What's our fifth thing? Our fifth one is praise. Psalms one forty seven one says, "Praise the Lord! How good it is to sing praises to our God! How pleasant and fitting to praise Him!" So I would encourage you to praise Him during the event, praise Him before the event, mm-hmm. praise Him for the opportunity <laughs> He gave you, praise Him for the victories, and then praise Him for those events that are yet to come. Just have a heartfelt, mm-hmm. a spirit of praise. Oh, I love that. I was just on a, a TV interview a, a couple minutes ago uh, where they were interviewing me, and he said, how did you manage to get through the difficulties in your life? Because uh, there's kind of a long list of things that I've lived through. And I said, I learned young, and I still teach this to everybody I know, that there is always, always, always something to be thankful for. And that's a quote now that people say, but the reality is is that even if the event went poorly or even if you mm-hmm. performed way less than you hoped, or even if God let you stand there and stutter through a whole section or whatever, there is always something for which to be thankful for, even just the reality that Jesus died for us and he went with us to the event in the first place. 
And uh, there's just it's so important to have praise just be the beginning and the end of everything. I love that. Well, this is Marty Fleberg. We're visiting today with the guest, Joy Traskell. We're going to come right back and talk about eight things novice speakers don't know they should do. We'll be right back. What's your next step? Are you tired of scouring the Internet to find the training you need to take you from where you are today to where you want to be? Stop searching and start moving towards your goals with over 150 targeted training modules available to you at Marnie.com. You can learn how to speak, how to write, how to get published, how to get media coverage, and so much more, all available at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Do you lead a women's Bible study or know someone who does? Check out BibleStudyExpo.com. That's www.BibleStudyExpo.com. Here you'll meet the authors of the most recently released Bible study books for women. You'll meet Liz Curtis Higgs, Lisa Devere, Pam Farrell, Elisa Morgan, and dozens of other Bible study book authors. Each author is given 15 minutes to share the story behind her book, her ideal audience, and a little bit about the study's format so you can decide which Bible studies you want to introduce next. It's all available to you free and online at www.biblestudyexpo.com. That's www.biblestudyexpo.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie. We're talking today about how to be a powerful public speaker. And our guest today is Joy Traskell of joytraskell.com. That Traskell, last name is spelled T-R-A-C-H-S-E-L.com. And she's also a speaker over at womenspeakers.com. We were just talking before a break about the five P's of powerful public speaking, including pray, prepare, plan, proclaim, and pray. (laughs) Joy. Let's go ahead and dive right into the eight things novice speakers don't know they should do. I love the title of this section because uh, I'm so curious. Uh, I, I've been speaking a long time and training a long time, but you know what? You can always learn something new. So I'm curious what's all in this section. All right, absolutely. Well, first of all, secure your domain name. We want to make it easy for event planners to find us. And so the easiest way is they're going to go on the Internet and they're going to search by your name. So I would encourage you, if you haven't done it, it's very inexpensive, but secure your domain name. So joytraxel.com is where you'll find everything you need to know about my speaking. So that's step number one. Okay, let me just interject here too. And if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I checked and my name is already gone, be creative. Do something like Joy Chaskell Speaks or invite right. Joy Traskell, or whatever. Just be creative. Your name is out there in some format that's easy to remember. And I always say make sure that you would be happy to say it 1,000 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't Absolutely. Don't a website name that's like Joy Traskell International right. Christian Woman Speaker Online. You know, don't do something like that. Make it short and sweet and easy to remember as much as possible. I love that one. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Bombs away. Number two. And number two, find your voice and narrow your focus. When I started speaking, mm-hmm. I, I was so excited. I wanted to speak everywhere, and I would have spoke probably on anything. I probably would have spoke on dog training, even if I didn't have a dog, because I just thought, oh, oh, I can learn how to. <laughs> but I would say narrow your focus. Someone told me, like, when you go to a restaurant, do you actually want to go to a place that specializes in a certain meal instead of you going in and saying someone says, oh, well, we can cook anything. You know that something's going to be sacrificed there, that, you know, if they specialize on just their type of menu, then they're going to become experts at it. So I would say try to mirror your focus of what you will speak on. And also it saves time. I love it when I can give 
the same message multiple places because it allows me to hone it and to tweak it and then just makes it easier for me to, to take on extra more events. Right. It's one thing to personalize a message. It's a whole other thing to start from scratch. So that's right. That's a good Absolutely. Point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, find your voice. And maybe just for somebody who's not sure what that means, what is, I narrow your focus, I think we nailed, but what does find your voice mean to you? Well, I think it's really find what you're passionate about. Like I am very, like I mentioned earlier, very passionate about poverty. And I figure, I've, I think I can bring a lot to date because it's also my vocation. And, um, and I could really, I think when, if you would hear me speak about poverty, you would be able to tell that Julie's very passionate about that. I'm not having to pretend that it's something that I care about. Does that kind of make more sense? Absolutely. And I even think it goes a little further than that. From my, uh, my definition includes, like, what angle are you going to come at it from? Do you have, like, the personal story of being in poverty yourself or, like, Joy's situation, have you worked with people in poverty and that's your story? Your angle is going to be really different depending on your background and what really God's put in your heart to do. So all of that is part of finding your voice and narrowing your focus. Love that. Yeah, so what's another right, mistake absolutely. that a novice speaker might make? <laughs> okay. Get rid of the mindset that you're there to entertain. Get the mindset that mm-hmm. women need, or, or whoever your audience is. And Isaiah 55, 11, I love it, says, So my word that goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire. I, as a speaker, we all love the affirmation we get from audiences, that you know they're awake out there, you know they're with you. And laughter is a big part of that. And I remember coming away from events, my first thought was, they didn't laugh. They must not have liked me. They must not have heard me. We have to get out of that mindset that we're not there to, to entertain, but to to share biblical truth and just be obedient to the message God's called you to give. All right. Now I want you to bring a little balance to that one because I know that I'm going, okay, that is true, and there are definitely times that you should not worry about that aspect of things at all. But in balance, I can tell that you're a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, you well, thanks. automatically bring some of that to uh, with you wherever you go, that that light spirit and that, you know, kind of joyful, fun, playful um, approach right. to things. And it is, I think, pretty important for us to remember the concept that a little medicine does, you know, a little uh, sugar makes the medicine go down and not to right, always right. be so, so intense. Uh, so what's right. the balance there? How, how have you been able to balance that? Well, I think um, for me, I always do try to bring in some humor, but I think it also comes naturally to me. But I've also right. tried to balance and make sure that I'm just not making it um, everything as a funny. Like my illustrations, I make sure that my illustrations are all not about like self-deprecating stories of me or funny. So I try to balance it <laughs> by making some of my um, applications or some of the points I use to reiterate a point that are not just of humor. So that you're right, there has to be a balance. It also has to come across horse humor, and sometimes that doesn't always go over well either. Right, right, right. So I think I think for the speakers who are listening and, and gaining training from this, that it's important for you to feel comfortable in whatever way yes. you present. It's part of your voice. And some of you are like so 
funny. And that's really how God built you to bring your message. You're a comedian. I mean, be funny. You're right. a comedian. But, uh, but for those of you who aren't comedians, it's okay. God didn't build you that yes. way. And I think to just to rest into that and to get, I love what you said here, get rid of the mindset that you have to entertain. Right. They didn't really bring you into that. They brought you in because no. there's a message that their audience needed to hear and they felt like you were the one to bring it. So bring it. Right. Yeah, love that. Right. Love Absolutely. that. Okay, number, number four. Number four is a hard one, that, but number four is platform building is part of your job description as a speaker. And this can be hard if, if you're not used to this because, you know, we, we want to be humble women and we don't want to – self-promotion can be hard for people. So I think you need to find a balance. And the way that I've come to terms with this is if you think about a literal path platform – what a platform does, it elevates you so you can be heard. And I believe that's what platform building is with, with your Facebook, with social media, is I think it all comes down to the matter of the heart. You know, if your motive is just to see your numbers rise, then that's probably not the right. I mean, if, if your motive right. for high numbers is so you get self, you know, um, affirmation or, you know, ego right. building, it's not the right motive. But to see that my numbers are going up means my audience is expanding, which means there are more people that I have an opportunity to influence for Jesus Christ. But it, it, it comes with the, um, the responsibility, but it can be a challenge if you're not comfortable with that. You know, I just want to answer. I love, first of all, I love your illustration that a platform is a platform. So if we would say I'm willing to go stand on a platform and speak for Jesus, but I'm not willing to build my platform, then what you're right. saying is, I'm I'm really not even willing to stand on this piece of wood with this carpet on right. it to hold this mic because somebody had to do right. that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Somebody built it, and sometimes God asks us to build it. We did a. Um, it's in the membership zone at Marnie.com, but there's a speaker booking boot camp that I did last year, and you can access yes. all of the recordings and the how tos on there. But Cal, too. I mean, that was the biggest thing that speakers had to get past was this mindset that I shouldn't be telling anybody that I have this message. Oh, my right, goodness. Right. <laughs> Please tell people you have the message. Um, it, it's one thing when God tells you not to. But if God has right. told you not to, then he has told you to. So go for it. And, and just like you said, the more people that hear your message, that's you fulfilling your life mission. And if you're a speaker, absolutely, that's what you're supposed right. to be doing. Yeah, love right. that, Ab- love that. Absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up, too, because that is a huge one for people. It is, it is. All right, okay. number five is one that I really enjoy, is learn, be a perpetual student, and learn from other speakers. I'll tell you what I do is I am always looking and seeing where other who's speaking in my area and, 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 and their names, and I actually keep a list and I, a speakers that I want to meet. And it is so amazing how God has used this. When, um, there's a couple speakers that I kept hearing their names in the Northeast Ohio area, and I'm like, I just want to meet them to see how they have built their ministry, um, what I can learn from them. And I kept a list, and then a few months later, I was asked to speak at a conference where they paired me with another speaker, and one of the ladies was on my list was my roommate. And it was a cool uh-huh. evening because wow. I had a chance, and, and we were both in the same situation. And we just, you know, we're not, you're definitely not in competition with each other, and we encouraged in one another. So I would encourage you to, whether it's through your local area or YouTube or go on the website and see in other areas of people that are speaking in your uh, where you live is be a learner from other speakers. 
I love that. And that's actually over in the speaker training zone at Marty.com. There's over 25 modules just like this one that we're doing right now, Joy, where you can actually learn from speakers, get in their heads and figure out how they got to where they are, what they learned, what they know that they can share. For you. I just so obviously I just to help leaders and lifelong learners, and they're usually the same people. <laughs> so, yes, you know, I, you want, I agree. Yeah, that's awesome. Keep learning, and I love your idea of making a list of people you want to meet. My goodness, my list is going to be so long. I'm going to have so much fun writing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. What's oh, next? yes. Number eight is ask the event planners for a post-event testimonial. And uh, what you're actually doing here is you're actually kind of building your resume. And, like, you can put them on your website. You can put them on the profile on, on, the, on your website. And most, everybody, I've asked, no, everybody I've asked, no one has ever told me no. So I usually will, like, send a thank you follow-up anyway after I've um, come to an event. And I will ask them, would you mind writing a testimonial? But it's also important to tell them how you're going to use it. And I always say, um, I would like to post this on my website or on my speaker profile. So do this every time you speak. Get a testimonial. I love that. And I encourage you to, to use LinkedIn um, for capturing testimonials. That's a wonderful way because when you give someone else a testimonial, so for example, if you were just at a conference and the event planner did a great job, then you go over to LinkedIn on her page and you give her testimonial about that you just spoke at this event and it was coordinated so beautifully she just did a great job. And then it gives them an opportunity right in that minute moment to reciprocate and right there in Two minutes or four minutes, she can give you a beautiful reference that's online, already approved for public use, and it's such a beautiful way to quickly generate a lot of uh, testimonials for yourself while actually helping them to build their own LinkedIn uh, presence as well. I love that format for the testimonials. Okay, you said that was number eight, but I missed number six and seven, so go back. (laughs) Oh, did I miss number six and seven? Yeah, oh, I can't sorry. let you get away with I that because okay. I need to know. <laughs> okay, I am so sorry. You're right. I did have to okay. skip over that. Okay, <laughs> number six. Ask, um, don't ask about your assistant. If you can bring a guest, don't always assume that it's okay to bring a guest to the event. You know, the event planners are stressed about things, and another body can add another meal. So always clarify. I do try to bring guests when I speak. Sometimes I'll let them, like, man my book table or just help me. Um, I might bring a speaker that I'm kind of mentoring that wants to kind of shadow me, but always make sure you clarify that with the the event planner. Such good news. And and actually, you need to (laughs) clarify everything. Um, You need to ask questions. Um, Do they have a PowerPoint available to you? Do you need to get your slides in early? Is there going to be a microphone uh, for me? Is there going to be a piano? Yeah, I mean, uh, you need to ask all these things ahead of time so that you can really plan it and make it work. Great. Good. Right. Yes. And number seven, have a plan B in case your media doesn't work. So I noticed like now people are speaking from tablets. I'm not there yet. I'm still bringing my talk on paper, but I hope to get to the tablets. But I would encourage you, if you always have an extra copy with you, um, email it to yourself so you can get on your phone. Years ago, one time I spoke at an event, and as you know, Marty, a lot of the retreats are kind of out in some remote areas. I got to the venue, and I could not find my talk. The office was closed. There was no way I could get a fax to me or nothing. I had to hurry and recreate 
my special ones from memory. Now, God came through as he always does, but always have a plan B. Always have a plan B. <laughs> Love it. And that's great advice. This is Marnie. We're visiting today with Joy Traskell of joytraskell.com. She's one of our speakers at womenspeakers.com and available to you at her own website as well, joytraskell.com. We're going to come back and talk about 10 planning steps to ensure you'll be able to relax and do your best once you're on premise. We'll be right back. Money troubles got you down? Visit www.godlywealth.com to discover the fastest way to financial peace. You'll gain perspective, biblical training, and clear direction to help you move from terrified to triumphant. It's all free and available to you online at www.godlywealth.com. Not only will you learn a balanced, godly perspective about money, but you'll also enjoy scripture set to music, a wealth roster worksheet, and much more, all free and online at www.godlywealth.com. That's www.godlywealth.com. Womenspeakers.com is the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,700 women speakers from every experience level, denomination, and fee range, some near you. Visit Womenspeakers.com to find the perfect speaker for your next event or to get training to be a speaker, author, or media personality. All training and connections occur online anytime you have time. Find a speaker, add a speaker, or become a speaker at www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and you are tuned in to Marnie's Friends. And our guest today is Joy Traskell of joytraskell.com. We're talking about keys to powerful public speaking. Okay. We're going to talk now about the 10 planning steps to ensure that you'll be able to relax and do your best once on premise. And these are really different things. I mean, preparing to go is one thing. Preparing to be there is another thing. So, Joy, take it away. Okay, so we've got ten things. So, Marty, keep me on track if I go from six to ten. What's that? <laughs> okay. First thing I would, first thing I would do is is record yourself ahead of time. This gives um, a lot of help in a lot of areas. First, it helps you with timing. We talked earlier. We want to be really very respectful of event planners and their coordination. So, record your message and listen to it back. Um, this also will help you. What I do, I have an app on my phone. So every time I speak, I record myself speaking on my cell phone. One, it gives me one that I, um, I can go back and listen to it. Also, now you've got a pretty decent recording that you can send to event planners that you can upload quickly. So record yourself ahead of time. It also will help you to train yourself to become a better speaker. I often will hear myself speak, and I didn't realize how many times I go, um, how many times I make this sound that you would probably never even notice, but it helps you to hear what they're hearing. I love that. And when I did it at first, when I would just audio record it, what I found is that I did something I call the fade. (laughs) Okay. I start out peppy and excited and all big and, you know, loud and everything. And by the end, I was just barely whispering and I was just, yes. my energy was all gone. And I realized that by listening to an audio, I hadn't really caught that about what I was doing until I listened to that. And that was something I could change and I could become more even, even though there's highs and lows in your modulation or whatever, I could become more even throughout the whole talk. Then when I video recorded Enjoy, that was a whole other yes. experience. That, 
then I thought, oh, I, you know, my arms, my arms were crossed in front of me the whole time, standoffish, and you know, I realized, yeah. oh, I just have to change some of this body language and become more open. So this pre-recording is huge, really beneficial for you, but really beneficial for your audiences to love yes, that one. It is. All right, number two, I mentioned kind of earlier, make sure that family plans are in place. Make sure carpools are taken care of so you're not trying to get a hold of your family while you're at the event. Make sure that your husband or whoever helps while you're away get kids where they need to be. I um, I could talk about how, you know, our, my priority right now is my family. So I really got to make sure that I take care of things at home before I go out and speak. And I'll never remember, I, I'll never forget, when I first felt like God was leading me to speak, I really sat down with all of my family. I have four children and said, this is what I want to do, but I also let you know this might be what I need from you. I might need you to be a little more understanding if maybe I, I'm spending some extra time in study. And it was a lovely conversation, but that just actually gave me a peace to be able to spend time outside the home. Yeah, absolutely. It's really important to have the support of your family. Yes, Absolutely. So number three, I put get plenty of rest before and during the event. Now, we've all been to women's retreats, and we know sometimes on Friday nights they like to stay up. And I like to be a part of the group as well and, and to engage them and um, really get to know them. But I also know that I cannot be pulling all-nighters with these ladies as well. So um, they have hired me to come to this event, and I want to give them my best. So I always make sure that I spend some time during the fun things, but also excuse myself to go back and get a good night's sleep. Absolutely, and it's really okay. Um, and some people are different about this. Some people can function very well for a weekend on only four hours of sleep a night. Other people, if they don't have you know, their full seven or nine or whatever, they're not going to really do a good job. They won't be clear-headed, and you just have to study your own self. How are you? What do you need? And then you have to just say, God, can you please give me what I need? Or can you fill in the deficit? But when you're just going to go party when you know you should be sleeping, that's probably not going to work out too well. (laughs) Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Number four, organize a group to pray for you while you are speaking. One of the Mm -hmm. best things I've done for my speaking ministry is I just sent an email out to about 25 women that I knew had a heart for prayer, and not expe- I didn't expect all 25 to respond. All I said was, um, you know, I am tr- I am speaking more, but I know that I need the support of some mighty prayer warriors. And so a lot of them said yes. And so I have a group that I email every week saying, this is where I'm speaking, this is where I'm being considered to speak. And what I what I've done is really developed community, and I think we were all made to work in communities. So I would encourage you to have people pray. There are people that I know I can text that will respond immediately and start praying for if there's something that's happening at the event that needs prayer. Mm. One of my favorite prayer triggers for prayer partners is to, before you go, give them a little votive candle and just say, I'm going to be speaking this weekend. If oh. you would just keep this lit near you. And just pray for me whenever you see it out of the corner of your eyes. That would just be so awesome. And, of course, like you said, they won't be doing it all the time. But just when right. they do it, it's just such a – and it's such a beautiful thought from you to them, too, to let them know how much you appreciate the prayer. And it's such a reminder that the Holy Spirit needs to be setting fires in people's hearts while you're there. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to use that one. That's a great idea. Cool. That's good. Okay, number five, start preparing your message early. 
And the reason I say that is really start letting the message, you know, resonate with you weeks coming up to the event and not waiting to do it last minute. We've got to allow ourselves time for the Holy Spirit to speak. And so what I do is, you know, I will start, you know, way in advance just starting to jot down some ideas for the event, for the message. But doing that in advance really allows me time to stop and pause and let the Spirit speak, and let Him guide my message. So start preparing your message early. And this is such a good key, to to being comfortable when you're there, is to really know your material. I really feel like, Joy, that, that one of the greatest reasons people experience fear when they're doing public speaking is, A, they're underprepared, or, B, they really don't know enough about their topic to be sharing it. So if you're going right. forward and you think you know enough and you start to prepare and you realize, oh, my goodness, I really don't know enough about this topic to be doing this, it's still time to change. You can still you can still come at it from a different angle or tweak it up a little bit. But if you wait until the last minute, you're really stuck in a situation where you'll be uncomfortable the whole time and you're really not going to be prepared to do a great job. So I totally agree. And, and sometimes yes. you, know, you, do, you do need time to be able to tweak it and to ask for permission to you know, take it just a little different angle so that you can be fully comfortable speaking on it. Yeah, and I think the more in advance you're, you're reading it, you become more comfortable with it, and I think it's the less that you're going to be looking at your notes as well. And I think that comes across well to audiences when we can have more eye contact with the audience. So, yeah, all around is a winning suggestion. Yeah, and I just want to balance that again. Everything here, everything here is balanced with, you know, there's always exceptions. And, you know, I did pinch it speaking for 10 years where that was all I took was pinch hit engagement. And so I would have the material prepared in advance. I would just simply put it together. I just had this whole book full of post-it notes, and it was categorized, and I would just pull post-it notes from different sections of the book and put the talk together. Even when you're doing last minute, you would be prepared, but then you would be able to go and improvise. And, again, the more prepared you are, the more flexible you can be. Okay, what's number six? Number six, the great segue, thank you, is come with a completed message. And maybe I'm the only one that has done this. It's not a good idea if you, sh- if you come to an event and with saying, well, I'm not sure what I'm going to do here, but I'm going to finish it maybe during the break. I highly suggest that you don't do that. <laughs> that you, Because, wow. uh, you know, a lot of times when you're at retreats, you're, like there might be, you know, three sessions throughout the weekend. And I remember one time thinking, you know what, I'm just going to finish this next session Friday night when I'm done doing my Friday night session. And that was just such a bad idea. Now, I will say what I do do is print out my talk, bring it with me, and I double space it. Because there are going to be things the Spirit's going to speak to you while you're there that, oh, this would be a great illustration. Or maybe something happens at the retreat that you could bring in a personal application. So, you know, be flexible after the prep is done. Oh, I love that. It is so important for you not to go and wing it. It's different. If you've been praying about it constantly the whole time, seeking God's face, and he's holding it back from you, he's hiding it from you, that's totally different from you not preparing until you get there. (laughs) Right, absolutely. Seek God's face and let him him help you prepare in advance. You know, the Holy Spirit can work just as well in advance as he can in the moment. He's really good at working in advance. (laughs) Yes, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, yeah, awesome. Okay, number seven. Okay. Number seven is my one of my favorite. We can talk about probably a whole show in itself. Plan your wardrobe. Pick out your outfit and pack light. Now, 
this can be all kinds of different areas, but one is I do always pack for those emergencies, you know, extra safety pins, just extra. I actually have a little fashion emergency kit that I just keep in, keep in my car. But when I say plan your wardrobe, here's some questions that I think you really need to ask yourself is, is the jewelry I'm wearing distracting? Is my clank, my bracelets making too much noise? Is um, the scarf I'm wearing, is it going to be hard to have a mic? I also think take into consideration your wardrobe with lighting. You know, does this shirt under light maybe, should I wear another shirt underneath it? What The point is your wardrobe should never be a distraction from your message. Also, I think you mentioned earlier about mics. Always um, be prepared unless you know ahead of time what kind of mic they're going to give you. I remember speaking at a Christmas event, and I wore a dress. Well, they gave me a lapel mm-hmm. mic, and I had I had nowhere to put the battery pack, so I had to put it on my like underneath my dress on top of my pantyhose. Bad idea. I um, the more I moved, I was starting to feel like there was something shifting, <laughs> and so I remember it distracted me. So even things like that. So what I've done, I pretty much will do like a skirt or a shirt because there's always something to clip on. And I have come to where I create, okay, this is my spring speaking outfit. This is my winter speaking outfit. And I wear almost the same outfit every time I speak that season because I've planned it and grab and go. Yeah, a couple of things on that one. The two-piece idea is really important. Um, Like you say, depending on the microphone situation, you will often have to weave something in and through. And so it's very important for you to have two pieces. I I once had to almost undress in front of a man. (laughs) Oh, no. Just wear two pieces. It's safer that way. And then the other thing is, uh, like what you said, you know, where you have a favorite outfit. And I always say that your clothing should be your friend before you get on stage. Because if you wear something that's brand new, you've never worn before, you're not going to be as comfortable in that as you are in something that you've worn before and that you know you're comfortable in. You've tried it out. It's just shoes are huge with this. Uh, don't wear a new pair of shoes. Just speak wear something no. that you've already known that you've broken in. That's going to allow you to spend zero time thinking about what you look like once you're out there. Um, you Absolutely. don't want to be thinking about it. And you don't. And it's amazing how uh, little things that are out of place, people are looking at you for 40 minutes or an hour or however long. They're looking, they're staring right at you. <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. That's distracting. It's distracting them the whole time. So it is really yes. important, and it, it, it isn't hard to do. It just takes some preparation again. That's a great point. Love it. Right, right. And then number eight kind of follows that is I always try to pack the night before. I try to have my day of speaking. And this is and that's kind of how mostly talking about if you're traveling or if you're going to be at a retreat overnight. But I try to pack everything the night before because I really want the day up to be just a very um, calm and as relaxing as, as possible. And on that one, too, I was just thinking about this last week when I was packing. Um, I, I had three trips and drove over 2,000 miles last week, so it was a big week for travel. And I was thinking about it as I was packing one of the times, how I do. I pack my suitcase um, the day before, but then when I go in the morning, as I use each item, I just move it into a pile on the counter, and I move those last final things that I'm only going to use in the morning. I just move those right into my suitcase at the last minute, shut it, and go. So you just can, yeah. you can just make sure that you have everything you'll use in the morning because you use it every morning, you know? I mean, it's so Absolutely. easy. Absolutely, yes. Yes, great idea, great idea. 
Number nine is allow extra time to travel and don't cut it too close. There again, you don't want to stress out that event planner. And I would even say a lot of us now are using GPS on our phones. There again, some of these places are in remote areas. And I remember one time traveling to a conference very remote, and I suddenly lost my GPS signal. Well, what do you do? That's why I always say print out the directions because that GPS could go at any moment. Oh, that is so true. They're wonderful. I would say technology is great until it fails because we counted on it. <laughs> so right, you were right. talking earlier about having a backup plan in case your media fails. I mean, at the conference I spoke at uh, two weeks ago, all of the power went out for over an hour in the entire facility. We were just on backup oh, lighting or outdoor lighting. I know. So, okay, all of a sudden, you just have to make do without anything unless you had it printed out. So even though we're here in this new wonderful age of technology, uh, don't count on your GPS. I love that tip because that's happened to us too. All of a sudden, you've counted on it, and now you are really lost, and you don't know where you're supposed to be getting off at all. Uh, because you don't have a backup, no. so love that one. Yeah, extra time, too. Extra time is important because uh, you never know when you're going to hit. You know, so maybe it doesn't show up that there's road construction, but there's an accident or something. You never know. Just give enough time. It's okay. You have enough time in your life to give it a few extra minutes. This is an important thing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you don't want to, and I don't want to enter an event all rushed and frantic. I love to kind of just, right. you know, you want to be relaxed, and yeah, and um. And the last one, you know, we've talked about 10 planning steps, but number 10, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Where he leads, mm-hmm. you should follow. So we can plan, plan, and plan, but be sensitive to where he leads. And I remember one time I was at a conference, and um, I just felt like I needed to share a, a kind of a personal journey that I had been on, and it wasn't anywhere on my notes. And I didn't quite know, like, God, why? This is not this is not what we planned before I came but I, I ended up sharing the story, and then I know why, because several women came to me afterwards and said, you know, this is what I'm going through. So plan, it, plan, but also be open to when the Holy Spirit may change your plan. Oh, I think that, you know, that it says in the Bible that God loves a humble heart, and the humble heart is the one that does it all in advance, you know, does all the work like it's going to go this way and then just rolls with what the spirit puts in their heart to do and just says right this was my plan but if that's your plan let's let's do that and honestly i just think god helps us prepare and then he helps us present and sometimes those are two separate events instead of all one and the same love that love that okay this is marnie we're visiting today with joy traskell her website is joytraskell.com you want to check that out we're going to come right back and talk about four ways to connect with your group after the event and also three important things to do to get invited back. We'll be right back. Christian Women's Events. At womensevents.info, you can find events to attend. Learn how to plan amazing events for your group or publicize your own upcoming Christian Women's Events. It's all available to you at womensevents.info. Just click your state to find all the major women's events coming to your area or type in the month and year you'd like to attend an event to see all your options nationwide. It's that easy. If you want to promote an event, just click Add Event. Event publicity is available on a per-event basis or free to members. Finally, if you want to learn how to host awesome events, retreats, and well-attended conferences, click Event Planner Training. Once again, it's available a la carte or included in the membership. It's all online and here for you 24-7 anytime you have time at womensevents.info. 
That's www.womensevents.info. Are you enjoying every single bite eating with God? If not, visit www.eatingwithgod.com. That's eatingwithgod.com. Discover the easiest, most enjoyable way to move from where you are with food today to where God wants you to be in His perfect time and way. There are free daily bite recordings available to you at www.eatingwithgod.com or you can purchase the entire set of Daily Bites, 31 individual daily MP3 words of encouragement, plus the book, Gasping for Grace, 31 daily devotionals for discouraged dieters. To start moving toward your God-given ideal weight, visit www.eatingwithgod.com. That's www.eatingwithgod.com. Welcome back. This is Marty and our guest today, Joy Trustell, is helping us go through keys to powerful public speaking. If you're just joining us now, you're going to want to listen to the archive of this one for sure. Lots of great content. And thanks to you all for being here. So fun to have a full house and to, uh, of course, be on the front page of Blog Talk Radio. We love to have all of you join us and, and uh, make it possible for guests to find us as well. Uh, your participation allows us to get more people listening in who maybe would have passed by if they hadn't seen it on the front page. So thank you so much for that. Joy, let's go ahead and dive into the four ways to connect with your group after the event is over. Okay. Well, there's probably more than four, but this is the ones the ones that kind of stand out for me. And first is connect on social media. I mean, mention the group and share pics if they give approval. And make sure that your social, med- uh, social media handles and information are on all the handouts that you give and so they can easily connect with you. But, um, you know, social media is a big one that I think, you know, would be great. And, you know, we all love to see our pics, but... Um, you know, yeah, so I would say take advantage of social media to stay connected after this event. Absolutely. It's really a low investment way to have a big impact on somebody's life and to stay stay connected. Yeah, great. Yeah. And I guess with that, I would say one of the things I've done and I would recommend is, you know, I have my my personal Facebook page that's usually just full of pics of my new granddaughter, but I also have my speaker page, and that's probably the one where I would probably – um, post things like this that relate to past events that they might, and kind of direct them maybe um, to that page. Yeah, good idea. Another way is I will always ask, if possible, if I can have a resource table. So um, at this, I always ask the group to provide email addresses if they would like to receive a new to submit prayer request to me. So that's a great way to stay connected is, to have her, and what I usually do is I um, just have a clipboard with that they can sign up. I don't pass it around. I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable if they don't want it. But I'll say, you know, afterwards I would love for you to come to my resource table and give me your, you know, email address so that we can stay in touch. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's great. And, of course, if you have books to sell or something, be sure to ask about that in advance. Some places do not allow you to do that. Other places have very specific rules about that. So always check about that table early on. But that is a great place. And, you know, just the conversation that happens at that table is so important, too. Absolutely. And this is also something I don't want to put more work on the event planner. Like I will say, if I can have a table, like I'm happy to decorate it myself. I'm happy to bring the setup. I bring my own change if I'm selling something, but I don't want to put any more work on them than they than they already have for the conference or the event. Absolutely. Yep, great. Okay, number and three. And number three, number three, well, not everybody is on social media. So I would say provide several ways that guests can connect with you after the event. 
there again. Maybe they're not on Facebook, but maybe they would, you know, they have an email address. Or um, I don't get many personal addresses. I don't really ask for that. But I would also say is if you have a blog, maybe people who are not on social media might enjoy reading blogs. And, you know, through your blog, there's always a way they can connect with you by commenting. So direct them to your blog. If you um, have a website, I definitely encourage you to have a um, connect with me tab where they can connect with you by not having to email you, but just going and filling out the form on your website. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. The more the more the more ways you make yourself available, the more people will contact you. That's just all there is to it. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the last one I would share is as as you go to events, you're gonna there are going to be people that come up to you is try to remember specific needs from the event and if possible follow up with that person as God enables. And that's that's very important. We've probably all had women that have come up to us and shared something that touched them and they want to connect. I I try not to overcommit or overpromise like, you know, I'm going to uh, connect with you in, in two days. But I um, I also feel it burden if someone needs prayer, if I stop and I pray for them, you know, right then and right there. But a lot of times I will follow up with the event planner if something was shared as a group. And I will just say, like, hey, Maria, I just want to get an update on how Susie was doing with, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I would encourage you to try to remember specific needs and address those if possible. And like for me, I just have to write it down. I'm really, I'm not very good at names or uh, details. And so I just have to write it down and it's okay. I have a, I use my phone app, that's a little notebook, and I just write things down. And even while I'm talking with something after we, and I, that is such a great point too, where you said just pray right there together. Absolutely. You may never have another chance with that person. Pray right there. Just, just a few minutes, just stop and pray if you can. And then, you know, to follow, just make sure to take some notes. If you're not a great memory person, if you are, kudos to you. <laughs> right, let's yes. Go let's go ahead and talk about the three important things to do to get invited back. And you know what? I just want to, before we go here, I just want to tell you that some places kind of have a policy, maybe even an unspoken policy, that they usually don't have the same speaker back. So don't worry if you don't get invited back. It's okay. And it's, yes. it's actually probably more common for you not to get invited back but there are places that really enjoy having the same speaker back uh, maybe every year or maybe um, with a break of a couple, three or five years between. Uh, so definitely pay attention to this part, even if you haven't been invited back very much or especially maybe if you haven't been uh, tuned into this part. So, Joy, go ahead and share the three things that we need to do. Okay. Well, first I would say is the event planner because it's such a job that they have putting the events together that you know, respect every single request of event planner because time limits are, are huge. So stick to the schedule. I always try oh, to honor, yeah. like, if they say, yes, we want you to speak for 30 minutes, then I either will end a tad earlier but never try to go over. And that's important. What I do is when I am booking an event is I have a little contract that I send out with a checklist. And one of the things is how long would you like for me to speak? I also believe make your all your requests ahead of time. If you have any media needs that you would like to have, you know, uh, a projector, if you have maybe a song that goes with your talk, you know, don't demand it, but say, if all possible, you know, could this be a worship song? If possible, you'd like your session taped. If they can, you know, let them know ahead of time. Also, ask how you can pray for the committee and the event planner. They, they need prayer just like us as speakers. 
And last thing I would say in this, number one, is if you are going to have handouts, make sure you ask them, how far in advance do you need these? You know, will you make the copies or should I? So I think you can never over-communicate with event planners. Right, and don't assume anything. If you if you're going to need something or if you assume it's going to be there, you know, it's not a good idea. I think you just really need to ask. Uh, you know, like if you're going to a retreat, do you need to bring your own bedding? I mean, these are just like simple yes. questions that you need to ask. And, and it's important for you to be bold and be brave and ask. And like you said, if you have a contract or a commitment agreement or whatever to do ahead, that really helps to identify where these things are. And even for the event planner, it's like she maybe just would never have thought of that. But after you're, after filling out your form, she'll know for the next week or two that that's something that she can communicate right up front. And so it's just helpful for everybody and, and not at all a pressure point. Right, absolutely. Number two, I would say at the event, try to get to know the guests and be personable and, and don't rush out. You know, treat the event more than just an opportunity to speak and, and engage the women and take in part of activities and, and be available. So, um, you know, I, I, I love the events where I really get to know some of the women and connect with them later and have formed some, some friendships, you know, through the Internet that we keep in touch. So to be available at the event and be engaging. Yeah, that's so and the important. Last, oh, go ahead. Yeah. And I would agree with you, Marty. It's probably rare. I can probably count on one hand how many times I've been asked to speak multiple times at the same church. But I think the best way to do this is, number three, is keep event planners updated with maybe new topics you're working on or if you're an author, maybe a new book that you've written. So this, I call, is this another great opportunity for you to make another touch with the event planner? It's just keeping them abreast of any new projects that you're working on and may be another reason to have you back if it's a whole nother, another topic that you're working on. I love that. And the side benefit of that is that, Every time that that event planner sees something come through from you, a new project or a new book or whatever, they are reminded of you. And then if they're speaking to another event planner who maybe is looking for a speaker, you're fresh on their mind. You know, so just, just even if they never will invite you back, keep those relationships with those event planners. That's such, such great advice. Joy, this hour has flown by. Thank <laughs> you so much. What great content. You just brought so much good information here today. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. I am. Thank you for the opportunity, and I um, I, I think I, I have learned a lot from you as well today. So thank you, Marty, for the support that you give those us that are serving God in this capacity. Oh, well, thank you. And you guys, thank you for being here. If you want to learn more about Joy, you can go to her website, joytraskell.com. Traskell is spelled T-R-A-C-H-S-E-L. JoyTraskell.com, or you can find her over at WomenSpeakers.com. And if you are a speaker here listening today or to the training program afterwards, you can always uh, join us if you haven't already over WomenSpeakers.com. It's the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, and we would love to add your information if you are a woman, a Christian, and you have a passion in your heart to share a specific message that God has given to you with other people. Okay, we will see you again next time. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.